Hey, comic book party people, and welcome to a new episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book show where we take the comic books of the past week and we recap the review them and tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think that you should check out. Uh, this is our live show. It's one of the few live shows we have here on Comic Pop Returns, which is, of course, a satellite subsidiary underdog of the Comic Pop brand, which includes channels like Comic Pop and Comic Pop Plays over on YouTube.com slash at Comic Pop Plays or Twitch.tv slash comic pop uh we have a lot of things going on here on this channel and uh beyond we want to thank you so much for watching we want to thank you for liking the video of course uh before we even get started and subscribing to the channel clicking bell for notifications we do appreciate that because it helps you know when the show goes live and uh when we drop a show like tomorrow there's another episode of our monthly installment of all stars where joshua williamson writer of green arrow and superman and dark crisis and i chat about the industry we're gonna be talking a lot about spider-man in that episode for some reason uh we ended up just talking about marvel and then about like an hour and 20 minutes into it realizing that you know joshua works for dc sure and then going oh, we need to talk about some dc and then talking about like what's he what's coming through the pipe what he's working on the chained all that stuff but if you want to hear me explain some behind the scenes stuff to a guy who knows all the behind the scenes stuff about the industry, you want to check out that episode. We talk a little bit about One More Day, the Clone Saga, quitting comics, blind spots, toys, G.I. Joe action figures. It's a whole great big conversation you are not going to want to miss. That comes out tomorrow, Tuesday, unless you're catching the show on the audio format in Spotify or, iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever. In which case, you need to go over to YouTube, but also enjoy listening to it here and give us a five star rating. That would help us out. Um, yeah. Uh, how about you? How you how you doing? What's going Good. on? Good. Anything new? No. <laughs> I'm a great conversationalist. Yeah. Um, yes, I want, and yes, and very big help. <laughs> um, we also have another uh, special episode about uh, speaking of improv and uh, you know tangentially writing. We have a special bonus episode of Elseworlds Exchange that's going to drop soon uh, this week, where we chat with a special guest, <gasps> an actual WG, WGA member. Uh, to talk about how the strike happened and mm-hmm. what deal they got out of it and awesome. why it's uh, great and why they uh, are all unanimously more or less voting for it. Hooray! That's awesome. But yeah. Uh, so anything else going on in the industry that we should talk about? I guess we could talk about AI comics because that was a big subject on Twitter okay. uh, or X. I, I will be cold and in the ground before I colloquially call it X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As will the rest of uh, the humanity. No, it's just Twitter. I'm so sorry. they can just they can just, you know, Eat a bag of monkey. Eat, eat a bag of monkey dicks. So, what is going on in the world of AI? What was the what was the term you used? I couldn't I couldn't think of it. People call it AI art. What is it really? I don't remember what it was. Right, it's either. AI images or AI uh, garbage. You know, just some kind of generated. No, like there was a word instead of art that we yeah. were, that we were supposed to be using instead. But, I can't uh, remember what it was. And one that isn't like overtly antagonistic no, just no one that no, but no. but it diminishes it to a place where i haven't really belongs. talked about it in so long that i know like, right i haven't needed to like pull that up yeah but. but somebody mentioned um on twitter you know they they posted a picture of like uh, this this like batman comic strip and they were very like proud of it and uh there were oh, two I didn't see that one i saw were, the other one yeah there were two bits of ai uh, generated garbage that yeah, came it out could on be twitter. ai image generation. ai image generation yeah that'd be fine um but they uh they, they talked about um there's one that was like this is a batman comic and oh boy you can make your own comics and then the other one was a calvin and hobbs and uh i, mm-hmm. I was i was 
not happy with the Batman one, but I was like very unhappy about the Calvin. Well, that's, one, that's as you fair. can imagine. Yeah. But uh, but like, it, you know, there's a conversation going on and I don't necessarily need to talk about like the whole rigmarole, but I really want to address the whataboutism and the devil's advocation that's going on in the conversation from people who maybe they don't have uh, negative intentions. Maybe they're not trying to actively like harm artists or the industry. They're right. just, they're just passionate about technology. Yes. And yes. And, and, you know, if they're, if they're passionate about technology, then the world they're going to hear positivity from is going to be based in technology. So like sure. they're, they're going to be skewed towards a more favorable uh, approach to AI generated images, especially in the realm of, of any realm, comics, right. music, co movies, art, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. But, uh, but like, I wanted to address that because that's, that's, that's actually worse. I think than people being like AI generated art is great and it's good for the, but I'm seeing people being like, Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like what we need to do is get ahead of it. You know, we need to start like, you know, working with it. We need to start thinking of it as a tool. I've heard of that, of that too. And I, and I think that argument comes from uh, people who don't have a strong inclination one way or the other, or are like, I think we're going to like, I don't think there's any stopping it. So they're just trying to soften the blow. Right. Um, but the fact is for a lot of folk, myself included, yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely not, and, you know, like I, I like I practice art as a hobby. So like no one's taking anything from me by right. creating AI art. And I had no dreams of like breaking into that field anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I, I for me and a lot of people, I, it's less about and when it comes to AI art in particular, um, it's less about the what's being produced and more about the way in which it produced it. Mm. And and that's something that can never be undone. No, I mean, wait, it how do you could mean? be. But they won't ever do it mm -hmm. because they like, uh, you know, you'll hear this argument a lot that um, people who create AI or support AI will go like, yeah, but isn't it the same as doing a master study? I'm like, there's a really big difference between myself looking at a master's work and, and then reproducing it, it and like learning like from their mistakes and then taking it and applying it to my own work and a machine which is set to copy. Yeah, it's not it's learning, but not in the same way it doesn't come with its own filter of experiences, lifetime of, of, you know, different, you know, information coming in different emotions. Um, and I, I feel like you hear people saying like, but it didn't really steal because like the fact is AI art, something new. AI art was generated by feeding it art from the internet, right? Art that people had created and had, um, you know, made livings off of and posted because you know what when social media showed up artists had a change they had a shift of the times and you saw a lot of digital artists like coming up and coming and like yeah. the way in which they got their art seen or they have a their business is via letting people look at it on social media and Absolutely. then maybe purchasing a product or supporting their patreon right yeah, like that's that's that was know, how the art field made its money for on the internet yeah for like a good decade exactly I mean, that's the webcomic industry was give your art away for free and merchandise other ways through ads or through merchandise. Mm -hmm. uh, we found that that is not necessarily the best model. It was, uh, you know, the cream rose to the top, of, according to those who were cream based and able to succeed. But, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of things fell by the wayside, I think, just based, based on there being just so many right. art, artists out there generating content. But without their approval. Yeah. Like their, their, their art was taken and yep. fed into this AI right. and it, and now it can produce things 
based off of making it look like someone else's work. Exactly. They could say like, this looks like a Brian Boland or this looks like a, I know that uh, the, 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 you could, there, the, there the Batman a- ones that I was thinking of were the, like they, they ripped off of uh, Mike Allred and Brian Boland. And it was just kind of like, okay, those are definitively theirs, but maybe they didn't necessarily create those particular. Actually, I believe the Mike Allred one was straight up just a, just, just a lifted. Well, image. you can literally put in, Oh, draw like Mike Allred like or something. You can, yeah. you can feed them images that you want it to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that really, to me, takes away like artistic identity. I mean, we, you know, there are people out there who do like reproductions uh, of masterworks if somebody wants to own the masterwork. Yes. Um, right, just having it in your house. Right, right. And like, you know, so you'll get like this reproduction. But I don't know, like, if that's art necessarily. Mm-hmm. And that's not the same. It's not going to be exactly the same because that artist doesn't have the same body and brain as the person who created it in the first place. Exactly. And, and so like, that's one of my biggest problems with AI is where it all came from AI mm-hmm. imagery. Um, if artists were instead using it to like iterate, you know, early sketches to get some, some thoughts, that would be one thing. Right. Um, but that's not where it's being used for. And, and I think we are also going to be seeing a lot of folk who are just like, I don't have the desire to learn the right. craft because i truly believe anyone can learn to draw now there will always be different people, yeah and there'll be varying degrees of levels of, 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 uh, in which to do that but like you everyone can do it if they put the work into because like art there is talent involved for sure but most of it is practice mm-hmm. it's just practice you have to practice you have to learn you have to do all that um and i think this tool came along and and um has made it so that everyone's like well now i don't have to do that yes and yeah, I've removed a barrier. Of right, entry right, for right. Myself. And like eventually AI will only be learning off of itself. And then I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I just it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It and does. I am all about, for the most part, like, let's move forward. Let's do things. Let's automate yeah, progress. Let's, yeah, like progress for sure. Like if there's a medical procedure. Right. And that like, removes a human being and it's like, oh, well, no, but- listen, I, I want the human being there. But if like the robot can be like, oh, hey, you have like a tumor or something. And like the robot can or the AI can go like, hey. I know exactly where it is and I'm going to take it out and it's going to completely, you know, keep you safe. Yes. And I'm going to get it in a way that a human being couldn't do. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Well, that, and, and I think it's just varying degrees of like of, of use and import. I mean, like the fact is if it's a life saving technique, I don't give a crap who does. It. Oh yeah. I don't uh, care. But when it comes to, I mean, art is not, I mean, I'm, I, I love art. I think art is therapeutic. It's important and it is, it is valuable. Important. But I also don't think I'm not going to conflate the issue and say, you know, it's as it's the same thing as having a robot perform a life saving procedure. Right. Uh, so, but but I also am not going to d- d- diminish art and say that, like, since you feel one way about one thing, you should feel about it the other mm-hmm. uh, AI generated images passing as art, I think, is, uh, you know, if if you are not using it as a stepping stone to something else. Like yeah. I can understand, uh, like I saw, um, my, my issue overall is just that it's, the conversation is being polluted by whataboutisms and about like oh, devil's sure. advocate. Yeah. And I, when I say polluted, I mean, like, I don't, I don't necessarily even believe that all of them are in bad faith, but I do believe that like the conversation should not be, well, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Because if AI is inevitable, if it's coming, whether we want it to or not, if it is something that we we were we're going to need to deal with mm-hmm. down the road, the way to do it is not to use baby steps or to try to negotiate with it. I think it needs to be with like brick 
and stone and steel. Like it needs to be in like the most pushback you can possibly give it because of, because inevitability means that it will be here. Mm -hmm. So we shouldn't be making deals with it. If it's still going to be here, if we put up barriers that prevent it from eating into the artistic consciousness of yeah. America, of the world, right, right, right. then at least we're doing some kind of work to preserve it, you know? Yeah. I, I think that it's just important to like, to say it's okay to have, to be black and white about certain things. Yep like this like it's okay to just go it's trash like the, the calvin hobbs one is the one that i was like the most upset about and yeah. obviously i can't be impartial like... about calvin hobbs calvin hobbs is like for me it's it's formative it's important it's 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 everything but uh when someone made like a calvin hobbs comic strip bill watterson got uh, he he personally the creator of calvin hobbs the writer and artist uh he like destroyed Somebody made, I remember in for like an art class for um like in, in their in their college decade ago, more. Mm -hmm. Somebody made like a, a Calvin Hobbes short. Yeah. And I believe it was an animated short of a strip. So it was a recreation of the strip using Watterson's art, mm -hmm. but replicating it uh, to be an animation. Mm -hmm. And that person, I don't know if they use computers or if they use it hand uh, like hand drawn. For me, when it comes to animation, computers versus hand drawn, you're still a human being is making it. I'm yeah. not gonna argue with that. Uh but uh, Waterson was like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. just with the kibosh on that. And that was made by a person. So I can imagine Bill Waterson having a strong opinion about what a computer AI mm -hmm. generating a comic strip of that's even more offensive and derivative than even someone who in deference to Bill would yeah. make something about like that. That is so antithetical to what Waterson believes in and what he wants Calvin Hobbes to be that if you made that using AI or I mean doing it at all, but making it using AI, you are doing it in on purpose. You're doing it to hurt him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's the kind of thing where I'm like, it's okay to just say like F this forever. This is a terrible thing. Yeah. I don't care about like what roads it paves or what like barriers it knocks down or what careers it creates. Right. You know, if, if it is on the back of Bill Watterson well, or if it's on the back of hardworking non-recognized artists yeah who who are just trying to do their craft and do it well yeah then f it forever I, I don't care where it where it leads if it's this way right right i mean here's the thing it's like i i i love the idea of like like taking out the the barrier to entry right but when it comes to that you two really took care of that yeah because every any professional artist out there or, or any artist out there at all can put up any video that's like, hey, this is how I do it. There's so it. many lessons out there. Yeah. If yeah. you just want to learn, how, but I'm just saying, like, so it's not even like you have to go to art school no. to learn how to draw. Right. Like, it, there's the, you could just go there and yeah. like it's 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 here. It's and it's right here where I, you are right now. I do believe there is a certain level of aptitude that is inherent. Some, I don't think yes. that you can just be like, I want to draw like neil adams you won't be able to but like here's the thing you shouldn't you shouldn't like, want you to. should want to do that initially and then you'll find your own voice exactly 
you know, like, and then, and then you find what you really love. Like you might be inspired by someone else, but like, it's going to be you at the end of the day. It's you. That's Mm -hmm. what art is supposed to be. It's an extension of the artist. It's an extension of their experiences. It's an extension of a reflection of the world around them. Like that's what it is. Even if it is just a Batman drawing, it's still the Batman that it's, it's the one that you're thinking of. It's the Mm -hmm. thing that's happening to them via your brain. Like it's you on the page or on the digital screen, like whatever it's you. Yeah. Like AI for me is supposed to make our lives easier. Exactly. That, that's what I was like. That's what AI is gonna do. Like if I automation and, and AI was always supposed to do that. But right. Like, and like, like if I'm in like a, you know Premiere, like if I'm like editing something and I can have AI, you know, take auto her, edit auto no do captioning for me. Oh, yeah. yeah, great. I right. I, it, it, it hears what I'm saying. It creates me captions so for me. So much time to be able to continue to create other videos or or just focus more intently on the artistry of it yeah because captions is it's the it's the work it's the it's swabbing your ears it's trimming your nose hairs like it's 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 work it's not fun it's you know it, it's part of the process but like being creative is editing it's crafting a story mm-hmm. out of uh you know out, out of the out of the uh the video mm-hmm. but there's ai that edits video for you and that in and of itself is also danger but like you know that goes that goes further into other places yeah you know say but we're seeing you know capitulation in in the form of i watched this teacher explaining how like students are using chat gpt to create essays Mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do to stop them and the reality is that's right there was nothing you could stop them there's nothing you could do to stop them from like reading cliff's notes 40 years ago there's nothing you could stop them from watching you know if you're doing like hiring someone like hiring someone to write your essays or doing you or or just watching like a YouTuber explain the video or the, the book, I should yeah. say, you know, but there's nothing that's if a child or if a person, if a motivated person wants a shortcut enough, they will do anything it takes. They'll do more work than it takes doing the science, the assignment mm-hmm. to, to not have to do the assignment. Um, and they're trying to like figure out ways around it. And I'm like, I, I recognize and respect that. But on the other hand, it's like, but shouldn't you also be trying to stop it? Like, yeah, in some or way. like find like, another, like to either stop it or to like, challenge them in another way exactly like we have all these lions running around and like i mean look the reality is they're gonna eat people and right. like i don't know like there's just so many lions and they, re- they reproduce so quickly right why should we even bother like maybe we should just integrate them maybe we should put them put a, give them a seat on the council right. i mean since there's so many of them and they impact such a big part of our lives maybe we should let them dictate some aspect of our society like that's what i'm hearing when i right. hear that kind of crap right 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 uh, but anyway but like uh, just really quickly too like another yeah. example of like because like you have the written part of ai too there's all yes. kinds of ai there's math ai there's written ai yep. there's art ai it's mm-hmm. ai music ai music. which is like don't know yeah um but the written stuff it's like i don't agree with them being like i wrote i'm writing a book with ai like no, that's no, garbage you're not. you're not being creative if you're an office worker and you're like i have like 20 things i have to do today one of which is writing an email that i really don't want to write mm-hmm. to someone yeah I think that's fair to help get a helping like hand. If that, that creates a template for you, especially, but only if uh, I feel like there is a language to writing, especially when it comes to like technical writing or, or even just like, there's, I, there's I'm a not when like, it comes to socially dealing with people. Yeah. But, like at the same time. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's more like it's the, it's the automation. It's yeah. the, like, I need to fit, you know, I want Excel to have like this thing that create, that fills these rows and columns with all the data I need math, you know, as much as math will change the world and it's music and crap. Math is one of those things where let computers do all the math. You know what I mean? I'm fine with that. There are people who love math. I know. And let, let them. <laughs> there are people, they love let it. Them. And like, that's awesome for you. Let I them cannot, love math. I don't. And, well, and that, I think I there's a natural aptitude there as well. But like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
anyway, we're getting off topic. Yeah, but, anyway, uh, so... But, but, you know, AI AI is is coming whether we like it or not, and, it, and we're going to be... And apparently it's not going to make it so that we don't have to work anymore, so... No, that's the worst, is that, and, and that's... that's that was, or, for, So that we can go and pursue our hobbies, our artistic desires, yes. needs, our needs to create. No, yeah. no AI we, came for our creation yes. instead of freeing our minds up for that. So that's, that right. that's the thing I'm the most upset about. I'm no, like, that's true. not the future. The future is supposed to be the other like... way. We're supposed to be the most, we're the ones who are creative. Humans are satisfied by creation. We are not <laughs> robots. Robots do robotic things. They do the work yeah, so that thinking. we can be freed. Yeah. That's a problem. Well, it should be able to think around a problem so that it can find the most convenient or efficient solution to that problem. Not the problem that is humans and not the problem that is <laughs> how can I get like the it's most slope. yeah but how can I find the most like efficiently made movie that will appeal to the most amount of people because that is the real problem yeah it's that you're not hearing it's the people who want to make money the people who are going to exploit it it's the exploitation of it yes yes that that like the only people who like AI in comics in music etc but in comics specifically are people who have no compulsion to re to reach out or collaborate with an artist. Yeah. People who are too lazy to develop their craft or people who are too greedy to pay people what they're worth and allow them to create something that flourishes and is, is original. Mm -hmm. Like th that's the problem is that yeah. like the only people who are pushing for the, for this thing are the worst, mm -hmm. the people who have no business being in it. And it's that, like, I understand that sounds very gatekeepy because it is. The fact is I am going to be gatekeepy about things that are creative and original and, and fun and stop people who are not creative or who don't value creation. Like you don't belong here. If you're like, man, I don't like, I hate, I, I hate music. And I understand it, but if I could just whip it up on my computer for with, using AI, then like, I guess I'd be interested because it would make me money. You don't love music. You don't like creation. You just, you just, you just love want money. You just love money or you resent creation and creative people and that you want is, to hurt them that is another thing and that's where i think we're we are but anyway yeah. jumping let's, into the super chats yeah really let's quick, get Corey. into the super chats so I, I noticed that because i wanted to address the super chats and i know those of you are listening uh i do apologize for not getting into comics but these super chats might be related to the topic and i don't want to have to retread yeah let's do it uh but uh laur lataro La medina says how are you i'm are you excited for gods or did the end of ultimate invasion change anything about your expectations i'm well how are you I'm good too. Good. Hope you are too. Uh, no, I couldn't care less about gods. I'm looking at gods. I see these characters. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care at all. I just don't care. But I mean, like, listen, I'm glad. And I'm excited. For I God. hope it's good. I hope it's great. No, I definitely am. And I didn't, I read the first issue of ultimate invasion and then I forgot about the second one mm -hmm. and I forgot about the third one. And then we got the fourth one and I just was like, well, yeah, I only read one. I'm not going to just read four. So, no, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Uh, Flywheel Shyster, best YouTube channel. Well, thank you well, very, thank much, you very much. We appreciate it. One of the best fans. We appreciate it, man. The Fodderbox Kid, I read uh, Gotham City Year One on your recommendations, and my God, what a great story. Now I'm diving back into Berserk. Well, nice. Enjoy. Uh, I saw a few people very excited that you're reading Berserk. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed Gotham City. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a few people that I know personally were like, I read Gotham City because you said it was great, and oh my God. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yay. The Telphonics, at someone with a disability, I like that it gives me an option to create, which is rad. That being said, I would never do it for monetary gains. I also agree it's creation through stealing is bad. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly it, though. Like, 
And here's what yeah, I don't it want. It allows you to express no. yourself. That's wonderful. Yes. What I don't want to see happen is the people who are doing it for less altruistic reasons mm-hmm. using that as an excuse. Like right. that's so that's like, that's even worse. Yeah, it's so is bad people being like, look at the Telphonics. He is able to he you know, he's freed open right. to be but able like, to create. And it's like you okay. should, but you should be able to tell that story without fear of someone stealing that from you to use as a weapon. Agreed. Because it's like, no, that's awesome. That's what I'm saying. Like I yeah. love the idea of breaking a boundary mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that, where it's just like, you know what, maybe I you know, it, you know, if someone has had like, you know, like lost a limb yeah, or, you know, I don't know, like whatever will prevent you from creating. Like if there is a tool that lets you create and, you know, lets you get that creativity out there. Awesome. Right. Right. Like that's that's great. But, you know, please, bad people don't just take that and try to use that as your right. platform. Go find something else to, if, to if ruin. If you're doing it like truly altruistically that's fine exactly like, yeah use that platform irons comics is a huge hickman fan uh, ultimate invasion didn't deliver a lot still excited for a new ultimate universe but sorry you didn't like the book sal well thank you very much we'll talk more about that later stupid sandwich i recently saw a picture on deviantart of an ai rendering of the avengers number one cover to commemorate the 60th anniversary and i found it abhorrent mm. good for you yes and and be, be be vocal about it make it make people it's okay i think to make people feel uncomfortable yeah or second guess doing slash posting it mm-hmm uh ray far comic pop woo that's all i got this week well thank you ray i'll well, take thank it. you very much Ray. Thanks for your support cj hall c pop woo i just watched blue beetle uh so fun you guys rock well i'm glad you well, got to see cj uh, yeah man i uh, i also thought it was fun i'm glad i saw it uh michael morbius uh, i love comic pop always a source of my morb <laughs> hey <laughs> thank you very much Heck yeah although i will say victorian slang says got the morbs is not a positive thing to say more being I'm, I'm feeling obviously uncomfortable right but uh you know maybe maybe it actually is pretty apropos <laughs> Dirk Peck as i made a cyberpunk city in blender using sort of uh, sort of code from a youtube vid it wasn't stealing and i learned a lot but didn't feel right just copying like ai yeah no because you were using that as a study as a way in which to learn and then to to make your own thing exactly uh bryce harriet tiffany and uh i got die on your wreck i yeah. love it it hurts yeah oh, i'm sorry but yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh cat lawyer with a pen for treats if ai was being used for anything other than art then we would have we would have had a million regulations around it mm-hmm. i'm a designer and i have to uh, pay slash credit for the fonts yep. and assets i use but ai images does not no that's nope. horseshit not at all yeah that's because messed it's just up an AI. it's fine exactly no yeah, there's there do need to be there does need to be legislation or regulation. Yeah, in just, in force. That's not pre- like it's not progressing fast enough mm-hmm. because, like you said, it's not in an industry that they care about. Yeah, yeah, and they won't. I mean, the fact is, if Marvel wanted to buy DC right now, probably wouldn't even really like they wouldn't care at this point. They're like, well, how much is it? Like, how much are you talking about here? You know, although. It would only be for the comics. I'm talking about like the 83 deal. Right, like right, right, right. 83 was like, oh, you're not making TV shows. You're not making movies. Like You're making cartoons. Like, whatever. Who cares? Uh, Cat Laird, Defend for Treats, if AI. He said that already. Uh, Ali Elziati. Speaking of Calvin and Hobbes, did you know that before being cast as Superman, Corn Sweet, uh, Corin Sweat, sorry, this is the new guy playing Superman. Mm. I'm going to have to figure out that name. Uh, said his favorite comic book was Calvin and Hobbes. I think we are in good hands with this Superman. I'll take that. 
there's no way that Superman didn't love Calvin and Hobbes, right. but also I love that he likes Calvin and Hobbes. I, I, I'll even forgive him saying his favorite comic book is Calvin and Hobbes because, of course, it's not a comic book. It is a comic strip, and Bill Watterson would be very upset to hear that because, of course, Bill Watterson had nothing but deep-seated resentment of comic books, which proves you can uh, be a genius and also be wrong. Uh, Daniel Ryan, uh, watch out, Bioshock, says, uh, read uh, I Kill Giants based off a really oh. old recommendation of Tiffany's. It was amazing. Any chance of doing it on back issues? You haven't made Ben recently cry. <laughs> um, I I would love to do that on back issues. Yeah, I think issues, that'd be wonderful. And I don't know if I could make it through it. I don't blame you because like that's a very personal book for you. You love that series. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But I would love to do that one day for I'd sure. Be dope. I mean, my hands get sweaty. Oh no! Just thinking about doing that. Mm. Let's talk about some comic books while you do that. Uh, so I read Green Arrow number four. This is fun. I I, I was shocked by how much I enjoyed this. Josh Williamson, like Sean Isaac. Uh, I think I feel like I've always been a little bit of a Green a Arrow fan. A secret Green Arrow. No, fan? not secret. More like uh like a like a rogue Green Arrow fan. Oh, like Green Arrow himself. So a really truly no. I don't know. You're, you're like you like to check in on Ollie. I do like to check in. I I like Ollie a lot. Um, but yeah, the, so Ollie's been trapped uh in wherever and he's dealing with uh his past he's going through these different like iterations of 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 himself and right now he's facing off against parallax who of course you know it's not really parallax but we'll see uh but yeah he's like you shot me (laughs) but we'll see yeah he's like you remember when you shot me and you killed me or you hurt me so badly that zero hour ended well like that's what kind of person you are and look at this and it's just this journey that ollie is uh going on it's funny it's very meta. If you're a huge like Green Arrow fan, then you know that like there is a big Green Arrow family. I myself am not a huge Green Arrow fan, but I am I am <laughs> acutely aware of the Green Arrow family now, uh, having misidentified some of them in a previous video. But, Ooh, like, you fool! I know, but uh, I will say that uh, you know there's something really like kind of sweet and wonderful about the Oliver family or the 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 Arrow family, um, and how it has almost never been united. Like there, there are so many different like working parts and moving elements to, and, and people and children and so forth. They're never together. They're ne- they've never been together. Mm. Like at one point. Okay. And we almost got it in like the first issue, but Ollie's gone and we need to know why. And that's like the big mystery, right. or at least that seems to be a mystery about the green arrow series. It's like what's, where did Ollie go? Why did he leave? So is he not in this book? No, he is in this book. We're oh, watching okay. him, but we're watching the, the Arrow family's looking for him, but also he is stuck. Okay, okay. And I, I believe, and I can, I think I could tease that like, we're going to see like answers to those questions. Like, what's the deal with that? And I love that it's like, it's very much a meta book in as much as like, there are like, why can't the Arrow family be whole? Why can't we just have, a, like the flashes can all just hold hands and run and, chase the batman who laughs and nonsense like that well, they but like, have, they've got more time in the day right clearly because they can like yeah <laughs> they can fit more activities but just because these guys shoot arrows they they can't hang out like what the hell uh that's it's what this hard. series is about if you want to see like a book about the arrow family that's what this is okay. uh, and and sean isaac's art is great it's just a really good looking very like quintessential I, I think sean isaac's would be great on any like contemporary marvel or dc book it'd be great to see on this He's doing a nice job and like giving you, you know, very like exciting versions of your favorite characters um, in a way that you remember them in a way that you like rem- that you want to remember them. OK, so, yeah. Awesome. 
What did um, you read? Uh, can I talk about a book from like the show we should have done that I should have talked about last week's show? Of course. During last week's show. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Because I was like, I, I totally missed it. It came out. And then mm-hmm. we were sitting here doing the show last week. And I was like, like oh, no, I didn't read Wolverine 37. So I did this week. I, I went back and I, I made promises on air last time that we would. Um, and, and so here we are. I read Wolverine 37 from mm-hmm. like two weeks ago. And last week. um no, yeah, oh, yeah, the two book weeks came ago. out two yeah, weeks yeah. ago. Um, this is Ben Percy with art by uh, Juan Jose Rip. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that correctly? I, I was. We always to... say it like that. Yep, that's the name. Hooray! Um, you know what I liked about this is that like we just got off of Ben Percy doing a book with Wolverine and Ghost Rider, and now it's like, and here's the Hulk, which is always apropos. Yes, just put the Hulk and Wolverine together totally. because you know origins, origins, begin. and uh, um, yeah. And uh, next time around, I think it's going to be, I don't know who else. I, I, I think it's Cap mm-hmm. or or Spidey. I can't remember who it is. Spidey <laughs> comes later on. I know that. Oh, okay. Um, but like, it, it seems like, you know, Wolverine's going to be running into a lot of folk. I yeah. think Cap's next. Cool. And then I think after that is Black Panther and then Spidey. Oh, okay. And I'm like, at least based on covers. And I'm mm. like, okay, what are we, what are we doing, Ben? Um, yeah. But you know what? I trust him. It, this is Wolverine. I was like, okay. At the beginning of this book, I'm like, Wolverine has decided he has he's like okay mutants are gone everything's messed up not really gonna reference what just happened with ghost rider because it feels like uh that shouldn't have been connected to this but mm-hmm. whatever here we go uh I'm, i gotta check track down these last three wolverine like clones i gotta get rid of them yeah. because they're a problem because they are not um as advanced as wolverine is <laughs> so that you just have like three guys who have the same like abilities and power as Wolverine, but don't have the same like sort of thought processes that he right. does. Right. So it's like, he's got to track them down. Um, and Wolverine pieces together, uh, that they're going, uh, back home ah. places that are important to his history. Okay. It's like, cool. All right. So I looked ahead to see that the covers were like cap and, and, um, Black Spider-Man, Panther and yeah. Spider-Man. I was like, oh my gosh, I guess they're going to go and track down one clone in each book. Oh, no, oh. we just take care of all that in this book. Oh, and good. I, and I, and I, I, we'll see where it goes, but I really, really wish that some of these had been a little more, had a little more like space room to breathe Yeah, a little bit because uh, the first place they go is uh, to like the Howlett manor oh the leftover wow yeah so like that's that's where one of them goes back and that's in canada so it's you in know. canada um hallett estate sorry yeah but it is a manor it's a i manor. guess i you know what i'm not i'm not wealthy enough to know what a manor is so <laughs> <laughs> um but wolverine discovers that uh there's like lots of bones outside the, the buildings obviously mm-hmm. that wolverine went back there you know he's he was hunting around mm. uh, but he also finds human bones and he's like there's a myth up here in Canada, that if you're to eat the the flesh of a man, oh no, you become a Wendigo. Yes, that's awesome. And so a Wolvergo. Be- yeah. A Wendarine. Yes, yes. But now do you now you see why I wish this had more room to breathe yes. because this should be the issue. Well, the issue should be just a, yeah, and then Hulk shows up and you get a recreation of the uh, Hulk one eighty one or one eighty two. Yeah, and the Hulk shows up and yeah. punches him in the face, and then they just end it. Oh. And they're like, okay, cool, moving on. Then the two of them go off to the next place. Which I, is Japan. I wonder if Ben Percy's like, I'm the new, the few after fall of X, we're all fired. I don't know. I maybe and I need to wrap up Wolverine. Before maybe I, before I'm done. Um, and, and so they, they, so go, they go to Japan, they go to Japan where there's like a cult that found one, like this one Wolverine. Cause he went to Japan mm-hmm. and, and they, um, are utilizing his blood in order to try to live forever and what have you. And, and then they fight them and okay. you know, whatever. Right. Uh, and then the last place is Madripoor, right? Because there's a a person uh, that Patch has taken control of 
certain parts of the city and like okay. who someone's using him. And it's solemn from Tenosaurus. Yeah. Um, and so we get, we, we just dispatch all of them. We dispatch all the okay. Wolverine clones and then, Wolverine's like, okay, now it's time to go after Orcus. And I'm like, okay. Oh, go, okay. But I mean, like, I want to see that. There but also... was literally three books here, and they really condense it down. And it, it's funny in, in a world where we always talk about, um, you know, decompression, yeah. how compressed this did feel. Mm. And it was satisfying, but like the, the Wendigo shows up, and I'm like, I could have used a little bit more of him, like tracking it down and yeah. like talking to people and like, you know, reflecting on his history a little bit. And, you yeah, know. that would have been really cool. But you know, it was, so it was a good issue, and it takes care of those clones. We don't mention Beast again. I'm like, okay, but we We're are. We're building to that. Are we'll you deal with going it. to deal with that? That'll probably be his last story. Will like, be the Beast. Will Wolverine and Beast have to team up to take down Orcus? Mm. I don't know. That sounds right. So, just I just wanted to point out, read it, and you know, had a good time. I just kind of wish that it had been a little more breathing. Space. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I read Immortal Thor uh, number two and one uh, from Martin Kokolo and Al Ewing. Uh, this introduces the idea of like it's it's about gods. It's a it's a very it's a Tiffany book. It is, oh really? Should I be reading this? You should be reading this series. You're gonna love it. I swear to God. Uh, no pun intended. You swear to gods? <laughs> yes. Uh, so Thor's back, but like you know his uh, his costume change is just cosmetic. He's still all father. He's Odin's still gone. Uh, they did. Um, he, he's dealing with loki loki's back uh and loki is indicating that there is more going on behind the scenes with that character and uh that loki will be playing a very uh strong role in this series and it'll be about loki more or less uh, not like loki's going to be the main focus but like Loki may be the main antagonist, uh, although that's okay. like the reveal of this issue. It's just kind of like, oh, Loki, uh, Loki souped up and ready to go. Although Loki also did uh, restore the uh, Bifrost in the in the first issue. Mm. Um, but this introduces like the old gods, the gods uh, of the of, of of these gods. Like this is Ooh. this is another Thor. Thor fights like another god Thor. And this god Thor is like an old, old god Thor. So he's big and wrathful and scary. And he's and got angry. a big wheel. Yes, and he he that's what he keeps talking about is like turning the wheel. And I have to assume that there's some kind of that he's real in terms of like real mythology. And there's a real version of this character. He's got a Norwegian name and all this stuff. And I'm like, all right. I didn't do any any research on like what the gods are and what the references are. All I know is Kokolo is drawing the crap out of this book. The first issue. I think had more dynamism, but I do think that it's still consistently great looking. Um, you know, the, and, and what's weird is like, there, there's some selective uh, impact. Like this, this like big Thor attacks our Thor and strikes lightning and does all this crazy crap. And like just shatters the statue of Liberty and like floods the city and does all this stuff, kills a lot of people. Uh, and then Thor uses his powers to like undo all of that but the people who died still died though. So I'm like, what, what, what's that all about? It's just a weird kind of like choice to go with. Mm. Uh, but like, that was just one element to the whole thing. Okay. Um, so um, who did the cover for this? Uh, these are all Alex Ross. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I am not a fan of this cover. This I think that it should, I mean, if you're going to tell me that if you're going to tell Alex Ross to, to, to paint Thor on a top, the Statue of Liberty fighting Utgard Thor. Yeah. That's going to be awesome looking. I mean, the fact is, I think 
that Marvel's overworking Alex Ross. It's but that's possible for sure. It's Be- just because he's, he's doing too many covers and he's and he's just he's very exclusive to Marvel right now. Yeah, and, like there's an element of, I'm like I appreciate I appreciate what the the thought on this cover is. It just didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the next one's really cool. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's cool. It's just a neat idea. But we're watching. Um, we're, we're watching like old gods attack older gods or mm. older gods attack old gods and that's it like i you know at some point or another i'm just gonna be like okay i'm gonna quit but uh i like the position that thor is in i like the portrayal of thor mm-hmm. you know, like watch thor do like inhabit all these different roles he's in charge like he's in charge of asgard he's a you know but he's not like a a, a throne sitter uh you know he he's active and he helps with Sif and he, then he goes to Midgard and he just enjoys it. It reminded me of that image I made fun of years ago with uh, the, you know, the, the uh, Mike Deodato Jr. Thor, where there's an image from like shields files of him just like flying with the birds, like, yay. (laughs) And uh, that was there. And it's just like, it's like he goes to Midgard to relax like they fought Orcus in this issue. And he's right. just like, yay. Or maybe it was issue one. I read them both. He's like, whatever. Time. But yeah, he's like, all right, I'll fight Orcus and I'll hang out with my friends who will be dead quicker, like very soon compared to how long I will live. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, okay. Like you're getting that like vibe. I'm feeling it. But, uh, you know, but, then, but my eyes glaze over when it comes to gods and, you know, because, you know, where, where's it going to go? Like, Prophecy, Thor dies. That's every effing Thor story now. Like, I'm past it. Uh, but I do like that we're restoring Listen, the status quo. If just... you're going to be a god, you're going to have to die and come back. Know, but, sometime. like, how many times, though? Like, five? I don't Listen. But, uh, but it's well written and uh, very flowery. You could tell that Ewing is, like, really, you know, putting his master's degree to good use. <laughs> He's just. You know, uh, it's channeling just, his inner Simonson. Very, verily, verily. <laughs> <laughs> but I do recommend it if you if you love Thor, you're gonna love it, and if you like gods, you're gonna like it, and if you uh, if you just like Marvel, you might want to skip it. But uh, it's still okay. okay. Um, yeah. What else do we get? Um, I read uh, X Men Realm Realm of X. I was like, what is this called? Realm okay. of X. Yeah. Um, this is the like. Ah, the Torin Gronbeck. Yeah, and uh, Diogenes, Di- Diogenes mm-hmm. Nieves. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, book that's supposed to kind of fill the the gap of all the like Betsy Braddock books. Yeah, right. Like yeah, yeah. that's where we're at. It's, it's a fun cover. cover. This is, yeah, it's a fun cover. And there's nothing wrong with this book. I'm just really you're not feeling I'm it. I'm not feeling it, and okay. I I really don't think there's much with like wrong with it. No, but I it's... think I just sort of miss Teeny Howard's voice for a lot of these characters. Yeah, I, you know, I really got very acclimated to that, and I'm having a hard time reacclimating myself to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I want more Saturnine, and this is the only place I'm going to get it. So you know, hopefully I will will keep up with this book. Like I said, there's really there's nothing wrong with it. No. It's just an adventure of like these mutants who went through the gate and how did they get here? Well, it was because of um, it's not chaos, but that's what they're calling her ah. now for this. Well, that's what the prophecy is calling I her. See. Um, but because of um, hang on, I'm gonna get it. It's curse. Um, ah. because of her abilities, she kind of seemingly has made like utilize them in order to like push them into this this like into this realm yeah um okay there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it yeah it's, it's just not catching i just you. can't like it isn't arresting yeah and i think that's it's a me thing i think that's very much a me thing 
Um, and you can still recommend it. Even yeah, if like like if you if you like it. that type of thing and you're looking for more of it, give this book a try. You know, yeah, I'm not going to stop. I'll I'll try at least to get one more mm-hmm. under my belt, but um, it just hasn't caught me. Yeah, I forgot to read Penguin. I'm very wow. unhappy with myself. It's a great you're... series. I well, the first issue was fantastic. Boo, boo, Sal. I know, I know. What the hell's wrong with me? Um, <clears throat> what about you? Um, I tried reading Power Girl. I got really bored. Wow. Okay. I read Jean Grey number two. Naturally. This week. Um, because Jean Grey number one was uh, so spectacular. That's yeah. Bernard Chang on art and Louise Simonson uh, on writing. On drums. Uh, on drums. <laughs> and um, this is the story of Jean Grey uh, in the moments right uh, as right she's dying. She dies. Yeah. And uh, kind of going through her life and wondering if she could have prevented all of this by just making different changes. It's like the best version of a what if ever. Yeah. This is what this is. This is literally a... a, a what if Jean Grey? <laughs> what if Jean Grey? But not because the character themselves gets to examine the what if. Yes. And go cool. like, okay, no, that wouldn't have worked out anyway. All right. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it was this point. Maybe this point in my life. So we did the you know formation of the X-Men mm-hmm. uh, initially and uh, the you know stopping or not stopping of Magneto and all of that. Oh, it's the first issue. This issue is about the Phoenix. Yeah. And uh, examines how she got the phoenix in the first place. You Did know? she get the phoenix in the first one? No. Okay. No, we saw like a teaser of it. Oh, okay. End, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. No, she didn't get the phoenix in the first one. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But this is the actual moment because that was the what if oh, trail. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? That was the like what would have happened and it took us up to that point. You know gotcha, what I mean? Like, okay. This is the like in that moment of her actually getting the phoenix. Mm-hmm. Like. She's like, maybe this was the point where everything went astray. And it's like, I mean, kind of. So uh, the idea is that, you know, they're in the, the, the ship. They're breaking into the atmosphere. They're yeah. turning back. Who's going to fly the ship? You know, Scott's like, I'm going to have to do it, you know. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, Charles can't help. And, you know, Jean doesn't let him do it. And she has a fight with Wolverine, the new guy. And then she goes and does it. Yeah. You know, keeps it together. But, oh, Phoenix, right? Cool. <laughs> oh, She's Phoenix. like, what if instead I went with the natural choice of just letting Wolverine do it? Oh, okay. Like, what if I just said, no, you're right. You have a regeneration factor. Right. You should do it. And I will connect with your mind and tell you how to do it. Yeah. So that's what they do. Right. So Wolverine, you know, flies the ship. She's focused on that. Scott and she have like a nice moment where he's just like, you know, what if we, if we die, I just want you to know I love you. And like Wolverine's like, Hey, excuse me. Did you finish <laughs> right. helping me? Yeah. I got to get through this. the ship Come because on, I don't know what I'm doing. And there's like, we're losing oxygen fast here. Yeah. You know, his healing factor can hardly like, barely keep up with the radiation right, and that totally. type of thing. And Jean notices, like she starts to learn a lot about it, but there's like this cutoff point where she's like, Oh, this is where he was. And she's like, Oh my gosh, world war one, world war two. How old is he? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, Oh, like he had bone claws, but like, <laughs> where did the, where did that come from? Yeah. But there's like this hard stop. She's like, he has no more memories. What is right. that? What, what is this? What yeah, is this? Yeah, right? okay. But as the ship is going down, the stress of it and her being in his mind causes a break. Mm-hmm. And so she sees everything like, you know, like weapon X, the whole program. She's like, Oh my God, this poor man. <laughs> yeah. like, he's been so hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. But, as that's happening and as his body is dying because of the radiation it can't keep up with and the, the memories come flooding back, he cries out and the Phoenix comes mm-hmm. for him. Right. And so Wolverine becomes the Phoenix. Yeah, okay. And uh, he goes off for vengeance and she's like, okay. What am I going to do? We have this? to go fix this. And Professor X is like, do we? Right. We don't really know him. He just showed up. We got to take care of us. Okay. Everyone, let's go home. 
And Gene's like, okay, Scott, I'm going to go. And he's like, well, I'm not letting you go by yourself. Mm -hmm. What if you bang him? Right. Um, and so they, they trace him down to, to Canada and they have a, a big fight. Cool. Where like Wolverine is like, you got to kill me. Yeah. And she's like, no. And the Scott's like, okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, and the Phoenix like leaps out of him and goes into Scott. Right. Because it's like the next person who's like desperate. Yes. And like wants power and order and all that. So they're like, she's like, I'm in Scott. Mm -hmm. And Scott really can't handle it. No. And um, so, you know, uh, you know, they're like, we're going to have to deal with him. And so like mm -hmm. Wolverine just snicks him right in the face. <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, this is what would happen between these two. And, uh, you know, Gene's like, okay, yeah, no, this was this was a mistake. I, mm -hmm. I, this, I, there's a reason I got the Phoenix and it's right. because these two idiots definitely handle couldn't it. handle having the, the Phoenix. Right. right. Like, it, you know, they, although between the two of them or the three of them, neither Cyclops nor Wolverine killed an entire planet. Right. 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 And so, um, I think Wolverine ends up getting it back and then allow, like he allows himself to die in, in some way, shape or form. Okay. Like he's just like, yeah, I'm going to rip myself apart. And like, he kills himself. And so like Scott and Wolverine die and the Phoenix is gone. Right. And Jean's like, no. Okay. This is clearly not the point where this went awry. Right. You know what it probably is? Madeline Pryor. What? In Inferno. And I'm like, cool. Okay. I really like, I, having a what if where the main character, the act, the character that's actually about be able to examine the what if. Mm-hmm is really cool yeah i like that a lot to be able to go like no what if i had changed this i could have made things better and yeah. it's like no you always will make it worse in these types of stories right. um but let's go down that thought process and like let's go down that road and let's see where we go totally um but i just i loved like scott and wolverine they have no love for each other at all mm -hmm. in this book and it, it makes sense in terms of their relationship exactly i, I couldn't believe scott was just like yeah okay <laughs> no i'm gonna kill him yeah Thanks. I don't know him. No, exactly. I don't care about him. Right. I know he wants to bang my girl. Yeah, that's all I know. I'm not okay with that. Right. So, cool stuff. Yeah. How about are these? Uh, are these? Oh, wait, are these actually? Are these Jean Grey's? Uh, no, they're not. Seemingly, they are not alternate timelines or universes. This is Jean in her own mind, like it, experiencing a multiple lifetimes. Yeah, like she's going through her own. It. Yeah, she's like, you know, how they say you've heard like. I'm sure you've heard this in some form of pop culture. Like when you like die or you have a near death experience, like your life flashes before your eyes. It's like that, but presumably because she is, you know, an Omega psychic, level psychic, yeah. she can alter these memories to play out differently to see how it would go. That doesn't make them actually have happened. No, it's just a thought exercise. Exactly. Like in the most truest form of that word or yeah. that phrase, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Cat Lurie, friend for treats. On a positive note, happy fall. Unlike the X-Men, I hope Comic Pop is a great fall. Oh, uh, Halloween you. back issues are always my favorite. I look forward to it. Me too, man. I, I got it. I'm behind. I know. Bear Farmer watching from seven minutes behind, so I don't know what we're talking about right now, <laughs> but I just wanted to show some love and ask what you're doing, the sequel to the sequel to Armor Wars. I want it. I, uh, I, I know there is, there's no Armor Wars 3, I don't think. There is a Secret Wars Armor Wars there is also a alternate armor wars. That's a what if basically that's written by Michelini, I believe. Mm. So neither of them are canon armor wars sequels. I don't know if I can get away with doing alternate armor wars, but okay. I would, but I, I think we need another armor wars uh, from the original team. Uh, Typical spider. Is it worth buying the superior Spider-Man omnibus or should I just read it on Marvel unlimited? Thank you guys. You got me back into comics and indies. Uh, I'd read it on Marvel unlimited. Save you a whole bunch of money. Uh, I would say it depends on if you prefer physical or digital. Yeah, like if, it, you're, if you're used to reading digital, get the digital. Yeah, here's what I would do. I would read it digitally because like it costs you almost like it costs you very little 
to invest in it. And if you love it and want to read it again, then order the omnibuses and get yourself on a discount. But like, then you'll have it. And then you can reread it anytime you want. Mm-hmm. And it'll be very impressive on the shelf. Uh, Stupid Sandwich, I'm getting some Vietnam flashbacks to the 50 State Initiative and where Michael Van Patrick Scarlet Spider clones with his latest Wolverine stories. Well, don't worry, it's well, over. They're, they're gone. <laughs> Presumably they're gone. And I don't think Beast has another way to make anymore. No. So. He also says, I feel like Jean Grey dies in the comics so many times that the X-Men should just assign her a new burial plot in advance for the next time she dies. Yeah, probably. They just keep reusing it. Yeah, yeah. why would you make new ones? I would just do that. But uh, it's so morbid. I know. Uh, anything we else you read? We just left the stone up. It's fine. I, just the one that we both read. Oh, okay. Great. Um, Which is not that. Oh, this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I read this? Did you not read this? No, I don't think I read this. You didn't read this? I read some of it. I didn't read all of it. Oh, I thought you did. I thought I did too. I don't remember much of it. I read The Flash number one by Cy Spurrier and, and uh, art with my Mike uh, Deodato Jr. That's right. Uh, here's me entering into the world of The Flash. Yeah. Um, you know, following Cy Spurrier into this this realm. Yeah. No, I didn't read it. I bought speedsters. it. Of No, I bought it. No, I bought it. Well, then we both bought it. Oh, crap. Well, I didn't see it in there, so I was like, oh, I should buy it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I bought it. All right. Well, they took double our money. Great. Um, well, actually, I used points. Oh. I had, no, whatever, whenever we buy, this is not a, this is not a, um, this isn't a, like, you know, sponsorship in uh-huh. comicsology. but when I buy things in the comicsology store, apparently I've been earning points. Oh. And like every 300 points or whatever you yeah get, you like, can just get free comics you get three dollars off oh cool so i was like oh i have like 1200 points so I use three dollars off of this comic oh so, that's awesome so they got less of our money yeah um but yeah so i i have entered into the world of, of the speedsters and the speed force and um I'm, I'm you know i'm hanging on the best i can i'm not super versed in the flash mm-hmm. just not a character i've really vibed with i I like him as part of the justice league especially when it's wally and that's who it is so it's like hey this is a really great entry for me yes i'm familiar with wally thanks to cartoons right and i've read i read some of this i read like uh i read a sequence from it that's probably what yeah 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 yeah. and i mean like the art in this is great david jr i think is doing an amazing job Mm -hmm. really fun panel layouts yeah um I gotta tell you, this this was everything I could have wanted from oh. this. It's like, hey, here's a bunch of stuff about the hey, I'll Flash. Hell, but you didn't read the Flash before. <laughs> I think there's part of it. I think there's definitely part of that where it's like, I have a feeling that there might be some folk who are a little less familiar. So like, it gives you some background without feeling like they're handing it to you, like going like, all right, here's what you need to know about the Flash, Blech, right? Yeah. Um. But uh, it, it additionally. It, it has size voice yeah even if it's not a brit like there are if you're reading a com if you're reading any comic chances are you might run into like an opportunity to learn some words or yes. something new right but if you're reading a size for your comic that's definitely going to happen mm-hmm. right like a hundred percent um like i learned today about because i didn't know about it um oh where is it uh, fem femtosecond Oh, the femtoseconds. Yeah, the femtosecond. I didn't know what a femtosecond yeah. was. It's come up in flashbooks. So you're uh, going to have to use it. Well, every, yeah. But I was like, hey, cool, right? Yeah. Um. Additionally, I... I Atoseconds I've heard about because of Flash. Oh, sure. That makes sense. I, mm-hmm. I was like, oh. But bloviating. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, to bloviate. To, I, people would accuse me of much bloviation. Right. But I was like, I don't really know that word. So I looked it up. And yeah. I was like, what a good learning opportunity yeah, for me. Thanks. I really, really appreciated it. Exactly. Um... But overall, like just, you know, fun lettering in this book, fun art in this book, fun story. You know, mm-hmm. obviously we're kind of setting up a little mystery. Something's going on with the speed force, you know, that yes. kind of thing. Um, 
you know, I don't know if the villain in it is a villain that has existed before or mm. not, but as far as I know, it wouldn't matter New anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I really loved, you know, Wally's like introduction. Like, my name is Wally West. I'm the fastest man who ever lived. But you'd be amazed how much time I spend playing catch up. Oh. And I was like, yeah, I freaking love that. Like, yeah. I love that so much. And that's all I wanted. And you also see. Um, oh, Iris is. Oh, uh, no. Um, I, uh, oh, God, what's her name? It's not Iris. Iris is with Barry. Yeah. It's uh, Linda. Linda. Linda Park. Linda. Uh, she. Linda Park West. Yeah. She just. Uh, she had apparently. They, they they explained it through story that she had abilities. Yep. She had, Because she was pregnant. Yep. With the Flash kid. Yep. Right. And I'm like, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Right. This, and now she has postpartum depression. This sequence. Is incredible. Is, is spectacular. Yeah. Like just, just the way in which not only the artist treated where it's just she is in one panel, but it's three panels that are taking up the the space of one panel mm-hmm. because you have to show how much the Flash are moving, how much the world's moving around her. She's at the center of it, yeah, unmoving and and like you know nursing her her child, yeah, uh, as there's like lightning everywhere, and then her the narration for her is great because it's so bounded in reality, yeah. Where instead of it being like the fun yellow word balloons that Barry has or that Wally has or any of the other characters might have, yeah. it, it looks like it's like typeface because I think she's also a writer. Yes, she is. Right. So it's it's perfect for her. Right. Um, but like she talks about like, you know, being haunted by this. And she's like, the people she loves will live a thousand moments in every one of her dull, slow seconds. And I was yeah. like yeah now she is depressed like right. now, uh, it's hard i don't know i couldn't tell from the context i didn't that i lacked that yeah. uh she either has postpartum depression or she is just depressed because she used to be a flash I think for a second i and- think it's both but like I, the end of this is while she's talking about how amazing they are and she's like well she she is merely a statue an icon miraculously giving milk frozen in the amber of the ordinary mm-hmm. and i was Oof. like death that's that's awesome so like yeah i'm in on this book i yeah. may not know what's going on <laughs> and i may have no history with the flash but right. that is the kind of writing i am here for absolutely and i don't know how flash fans are going to react to this because like spurrier is definitely bringing a different style mm-hmm. i'm sure mm-hmm. to the table and it's not better or worse i would hope yeah um than anything they've read but i there's action in this, but I don't know how action oriented versus flowery language oriented the p- previous runs have been. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, you just made me a flash fan. Right. Exactly. This book made me a fan. Yeah. You know, like I have a hard time connecting to people who can get so much done in a day. When <laughs> I, uh, all I want is more time. Yeah. But hearing Wally, or yeah, yeah, hearing Wally talk about trying to cram it all in and trying yeah. to have like a regular life and also yes. be a flash and, you know, realizing he's not really there for all the stuff he needs to be there for. And like, he's in a struggling marriage right now. This is great. Mm-hmm. This is real. Yeah. I really appreciate this. Um, you know, Mr. Terrific's in this, this as well. Yeah. And uh, we're, we definitely see some of the other flash family too. And this is a good in- introduction to me for, for some of them. Most of them I've seen either in other books, justice league stuff, um, you know, war of the gods, like they pop up, they yeah. pop up everywhere. And it's like, Oh, who's that? They pop up in cartoons too. So so I don't know. This was this was great for me. I'm I'm super interested in this. Um, he, there's also an element of humor, sure. of course. You know, there's there's like this there's like this random indigo streak that's been going through, and they're like, what is it? What is it? And it's like this kid, mm-hmm. and he's like, I just wanted to help. I just wanted to be help and like be part of the flashes. And they're like, what's your name? He's like Chad. <laughs> and like that is that's it's like Simon's like 
like style. That's that's his yeah. humor. That's his thing. It's dry. It's witty, and that's that's also for me. So I'm I'm here for it. I'm seeing yeah. seeing Gorilla Grodd hold him by his neck and go, Chad, like right. Like, I'm gonna fight. The, my my greatest nemesis is Chad. Is now. Chad? Chad Great. has arrived. Love it. Great. Chad doesn't last long. In fact, something horrific happens to him. Yeah. Um. And then you know we see what is it? The uncoiled. Hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I'm sure that there's no magic involved here, but maybe there is mm-hmm. because while he keeps talking about how he's like, it's not magic. Speed force isn't magic. But when it sounds, when I say I'm connected to this, he's the speed force. It sounds like it's magic, but exactly. it's science. <laughs> and I'm like, could there be magic? I right? don't know. So I'm yeah. here for this. I will continue to read this book. This is, I, I never thought that I would be sitting here being like, I am reading the flash. Right. But here we are. And that's nothing against anyone. It's no. just, so much more scientifically based and there's so much history of this character that I'm just not familiar with. And there's very little rig room for, for like magic to be there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now I'm, uh, now I'm reading it. Now I'm so, reading it. That's great. Let's go. <laughs> Good. I had a feeling you'd enjoy it. <laughs> uh, Red hood 52, long time listener. First time catching up the stream live. I love your content. Been watching back issues for years. Compa. Woo. Thanks red hood. Welcome to the show, Excellent. man. Thanks for being here. Oh, uh, can I say really quickly too? Uh, Deodata's art has a definite, darker edge oh sure it. yeah uh, i think it really fits the story and uh hassan oats main allow I, I don't know how pr- to pronounce their name mm-hmm. uh damn the lettering in this yeah. book is is on point it's, that's great it's incredible good for them i like you shouting them out that's nice uh evan thompson i hope the new ultimate universe branches out more and gives us fresh takes on less successful characters like silk the inhumans and sleepwalker yeah man i mean obviously that'd be dope I don't think that's gonna happen, but we'll see. Ultimate Sleepwalker. Ultimate Sleepwalker. I'm man. a badass. Yeah, <laughs> I'll put you to sleep forever. <laughs> that's just anybody. That's just the Punisher, really. Well, um, I'm the Sleepwalker. Yeah, Ultimate Invasion number four from Jonathan Hickman and Brian Hitch. This is the uh, final issue of this four issue miniseries that was clearly not meant to be one, and uh, it, it it wraps it up. It explains like, okay, so. You know, they were working on, I believe they call it the Immortus engine, which of course is a, you know, Immortus was Kang. And so we're in, in, like, we're indicating Kang. And, you know, uh, the maker had been developing this, like, well, the maker created this universe, then he went into it, and then he built a city out of it. And he kind of like manipulated the, re- like, the, 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 the politics of this world and, you know, uh, deliberately manipulated the heroes of this world or the, the would be heroes of this world. I think the idea was that it's like a template of the 1602. I'm sorry. The, I'm like, what? the 616 mm-hmm. universe. Oh, okay. uh, and that's why it's like 6160 or something like that. But okay, in any okay. case, it's like um, because he manipulated it, it like more or less created an ultimate universe or a new version of the ultimate universe or a new version of the original universe. And um, uh <sighs> Maker takes an interest in Howard Stark as opposed to Tony Stark and brings him into the into his inner circle and then puts him to work on building the Immortus engine and the Immortus engine is essentially a time machine and the time machines are being used in the future and here and they make two Immortus engines and you know it's just this book is and and uh, the the maker had been sent uh, assassins from the future presumably or whatever but they're in the form of like multiple copies of Captain Ultimate Captain America's Ultimate Thor's Ultimate Giant Man Ultimate Janet and and an Ultimate Vision as well. Like they're just throwing all this stuff at him, and and he has to create like this kind of barrier to protect himself from it. And you know, uh, and then it's revealed at some point or another that like one of the assassination attempts on his life was successful, and so like half his head is missing. That's like part of the reason why he's still wearing the helmet uh, all the time. 
then it turns out that's not the case. And, you know, he who would kill him uh, was like a, a memory that was robbed of his because he was missing half his brain. But like he's been trying to regrow it. It's just like this is this, this, this sucks. This is just so boring. And like not that it's hard to follow. It is. And not that it's like trying to make you think of better things by getting Brian Hitch to draw it, which it is. Uh, it's just pretentious. It's just glaringly pretentious. You know, when when Donny Cates wanted to restart the Ultimate Universe, he wasn't trying to build a new Ultimate Universe. He just wanted to bring back the Ultimate Universe and write Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. When anyone talks about wanting the Ultimate Universe, that's not what this is. Mm-hmm. This is a different idea. This is an idea that Hickman, like, hatched up that might have been part of a previous idea or part of a larger idea. This is the, the and part of the reason why I'm so upset about it is because not only does it fail in its in its attempt to pitch you the ultimate universe, but also this issue was nine dollars. Nine dollars? How yeah. long is it? I think there's 40 pages. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And uh I paid for it because I believe in the industry and I like, but I'm very angry that I had to pay it. And especially for it to, for, for this fourth issue too. I mean, like everyone was like by issue three, I was like, this is not going to end well. Like this is not going to end satisfactorily. This is, Mm -hmm. this is a setup and it is, but it's not really a setup because that's not the pitch. The pitch of reigniting the ultimate universe is either giving us back the old ultimate universe or, doing a new ultimate universe. This is a combination of something that Hickman wanted to do and calling it the ultimate universe. Um, the, this obviously we're setting up like a ticking clock element and also exploring this world. This world uh, is very uh, cynical and, and, and borrows from things that were drawn by Brian Hitch when you would have thought of them. Like this feels very, the authority, this feels very like, you know, landscape comics. It feels kind of like almost Mark Millerian in in its execution. The idea being that like, so here's all these teams and these characters, like the Hulk is a, is a monk and like, you know, Captain Union Jack or Captain Britain or whatever is doing this, that other thing. Magic is in charge of limbo and blah, blah, blah. And magic just looks like magic from the main universe, but she's in this universe. She's completely different, but also it's exactly the same. And the, the idea is that like, they all kind of like pick who the bad guy is periodically. And then they have like an event where they like fight that bad guy. Yeah. And I'm like, how freaking cynical can you be? Like, how and like, not that it's obvious. It's a, like the idea of pitching that. And you know, if it, if it happened in the MCU, would be like what? Uh, or if it happened in its own like world, you know, it's like oh, that happened in 2000. But to see it here, it's just like so. Like mm-hmm. oh, that's not what anyone asked for. And I understand like the the aversion to giving people what they asked for. Yeah. And I don't believe that you just give people what they asked for. But uh, this ain't what I want and it ain't what I want to read. And I'm not interested. Like this has this has almost completely knocked the wind out of my interest in in a Hickman Ultimate Spider-Man, like Hickman doing Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm like, oh, well, now I don't give a I don't give a rat's ass about this world's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't possibly. Uh, I'm going to read it because I want to check it out. I want to see what it is. How like what kind of audacity could you possibly ex- execute here? Um, 
but the idea being that like, so the Reed Richards of this world, there is one and he's wearing a Dr. Doom mask and he basically becomes Dr. Doom. You're like, oh my God, you just did this in Secret Wars. Like, what are you talking about, man? Uh, like, oh, and, and Reed Richards becoming Dr. Doom. I love that the first time when it was called Earth X. But, you know, there, there's like, it, it's it, this thing is just a famous bowl of ideas that Hickman is like, oh man, that, but me though. And, you know, of course, the the revelation that like of 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 Kang, and then bringing them in, and and it not being our Kang, but it being like this is Ultimate Kang. This is obviously, you know, it's it's it's, it's Howard, and Howard becomes Kang, and it's like okay, like, but oh anyway, anyway, so like it all becomes this whole thing. It, it falls apart, and then they go into the city, and like the city is like, and it, and it's very much like the freaking uh, like the vault. Where like the city, oh, and there's okay. a there's a dome in the city, yep. and thousands of years are passing, and in three years of our time, uh, fa- like ten thousand years will pass, and what's going to happen when it opens up? Well, who's going to come out? So we're going to have like the ultimate universe kind of rolling on without the maker and uh, Kang's influence for three years, but then what'll happen when the door opens? And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I don't begrudge him any of these ideas because Mm -hmm. i feel like you know i loved secret wars right Right. but i feel like the rest of marvel never really did anything with it like it was a thing that happened and it was like a big deal and like marvel went all in on it and then and then just didn't care anymore after it was over it was like okay and then you know dude comes in and does this whole thing with krakoa and then they are like they take it away from him right so like i understand his cynicism Mm -hmm. for sure and i definitely feel like some of the stuff that you were saying may have been stuff that he wanted to do whether it was secret Wars easily or even things with x-men because if you think about not that it was the same thing with the because like the children of the fall is a little different i don't know if he actually had a plan for that at all but I'm like sure he did. but like if you think about one of his um pox stories in the future there's like the the you know habitat for like yes. the humans it's not quite the same no but like it, it could be that it's there and like it it's got to be hard because i'm sure he he likes writing and he likes oh, yeah. working, um, I think, on his own projects, but also living in these sandboxes. But at the same time, if you haven't been always respected by the company you're working for, you mm-hmm. know, you're you're gonna give them something that maybe is less than or is more like motivated by the circumstances that you're writing within as opposed mm-hmm. to the circumstances surrounding the characters naturally yeah i understand that and i recognize that that's like almost certainly how it's being colored i i, I don't feel um and i'm not saying that that's right to do either and i'm not saying that everyone should be like well give him a pass like yeah. no it's just like oh i wonder if that's what the issue i'm is. sure it is it feels i mean i would definitely feel that i mean it, it certainly there is no marvel character that walks away from this event uh looking good you know, or mm-hmm. positive or powerful or, uh, you know, I, I, I don't I don't like anyone in this world and I'm not motivated by them. But the fact is, I was never really a big fan of the Ultimate Universe anyway. Right. I was a Spider-Man fan. Yeah. I loved fair. Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. I never like I read a little bit of the X-Men. I read a little bit of the Fantastic Four, but none of that connected like I connected with enough like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And the ultimate spider-man book is like obviously it's most successful but also like it it told a unified singular story you know if, if you like manga so much you guys should be reading ultimate spider-man or at least you should read all the ultimate spider-man until it all falls apart right 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 but yeah i, I don't i don't care I, I just didn't i was like oh i don't really care at some point or another i was i think by the time i got to i mean the, the nine dollar price tag when i knew this was not going to end i was like I'm already kind of annoyed, but I, I wanted to be excited and to like have a big moment. Mm. And 
there isn't one and and you know not every book needs to have a big moment but it needs to feel big in your heart you need to be like so excited by what happens even if it's just a character makes a date or they you know what i mean or or, or they beat the bad guy but this is none of those things it's it's just look at this world I made. Aren't you impressed with this world I made? Right, but look at right, this right. world I made. And the characters who made it are bastards who are smarter than you. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. But like, I mean, is it though? And that's where I was. Right. And the book. And then I'm like, and I and I gave you $9. Gave him a lot of money. Like That was a lot of money. Like, eat my ass. So that sucks. You know? Ultimate Invasion was ultimately a letdown. Wow. But uh, yeah, before we you get said it, that. I did. But uh, we're going to jump into some uh, super chats and then we're going to recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think you should buy. Heck yeah. I'm uh, excited. Uh, Nikhil Kapoor says the 6160 Ultimate's first mission gets a kid bitten by a spider and guilt trip him into being a superhero. Right. He has to be like a like a like an adult now. Uh, uh, J Man 27 Joe Star says, Funny how it was advertised that Miles would play a role in Ultimate Invasion and then he didn't. When is Spider Man Pete or Miles going to play a significant role in a major Marvel event? Never. Uh, and that's because uh, of the nature of the Sony Marvel contract. Um, if a character is invented in a Spider Man book, uh, then Sony gets to use that character and owns that character in the, in, in the movies. Um, if Spider-Man plays too big a role in an event, then that's technically a Spider-Man event, and then Sony can have access to that event. That's why Spider-Man isn't important anymore. Uh, See, what you need is someone like a Jed McKay to be writing multiple books. And just... And then be like, oh, I made this character technically in Moon Knight, but now it's a Spider-Man villain. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. But I've, I made it in Moon Knight, so you can't use him. Exactly. That'd be fine. <laughs> or just have Jed McKay write Spider-Man, and then all he can do is just refer to stuff that happened 40 years ago and just keep telling stories about that. You're just going to take my guy? Why not? He's doing an Avengers book I'm not reading. Uh, Ace God uh, finally can catch you guys live. Here's a dono. Thank you very Thank much, you very Ace. Much. Appreciate it. Appreciate Stupid sandwich. Thanks for your support. Forgive my little bit of headcanon, but what if the maker's attempt at recreating the Ultimate Universe is just Judas Traveler's reality mirages? I don't think we're going to be doing that. I don't think that Judas Traveler is that powerful, but thank you for the support. He's busy right now. He's so busy. He's he's, an, he's very Orcus oriented. He's, he's Orcus oriented. Uh, Irons Comics by Pretentious. You mean it's badly written? No. No, I don't think it's badly written. It's just very much not for me, and it's very pretentious. Dan V900. Hickman's style often leaves me, uh, for oh. me, feels cold and lacks emotion when he just has a lot of ideas other than his Fantastic Four and Secret Wars. Ultimate Invasion caused me to have very little interest in this universe. Yeah, I have no interest. I have, z I have zero interest in this universe. I am not going to be reading it. Uh, but yeah, let's recommend some comics that come out this week that we think you should check out. Um, our old pal of the show, David Pepos, has an original book from Mad uh, Cave Studios called The Devil That Wears My Face, number one. Uh, this has art by Alex Cormack. It is a horror book. Uh, it is religious-oriented. And uh, it's, you know, good for good for Dave. Check it out. Um, I'm not, uh, I just picked this up because I just wanted to see what you would think. I, oh, I, was looking at the I didn't read the Moon Knight one. No, I didn't either. But I guess I should. Oh, look, it's just it's just a mini series. It's like that x yeah. thing. Okay, never mind. Yeah, but it might, it might be good. Yeah, you never know. Uh, let's see who's doing this one. It looks like Declan Shalvey is uh, sticking with aliens because there's an alien annual number one. Uh, I, I Danny Earl's doing art. I think I like Danny Earl's art, so I'll probably check this out. Um, I did. I just skipped all of uh, Shalvey's Alien run because I was so offended by the previous run. Um, Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer's Transformers number one is dropping on Wednesday. Uh, I know what happens in this book because he told me at San Diego Comic Con. And I'm so hyped for it. I love this. 
just great. Yay. Can't wait. We'll talking <laughs> about it tomorrow or uh, next week. And Birds of Prey number two from Kelly Thompson and Leonardo Romero. Look at that cover. I know. Uh, I got to get on this book. I know. There's too many books I got to get on. But by the way, while you're grabbing those issues, I will mention that um, uh, there's a rumor going around. And of course, like because there was a writer's strike and there was a uh, actor, there still is an actor strike. And I think all the other in- unions are going to strike soon. Um, what's the question? Um, the uh, uh, There's a rumor that they're going to adapt Strange Adventures into a movie as well. And that they're going to bring over, you know, the dude, they cast the dude who played Darwin in the X-Men first class movie, uh, who's going to play Mr. Terrific in the Superman movie that brings him over into strange adventures. And I'm like, Oh, well that suddenly makes a lot of sense that like, you're basically just going to go every year. I'll make a Tom King 12 issue miniseries adaptation, which means we could get like a strange adventures, a Supergirl, a Mr. Terrific or a Mr. Miracle. I should say like, I'm so on board for that idea. Because it, like these 12 issue minis lend themselves perfectly just being like, oh, here's just a really cool movie that costs like 10 million bucks. Yes. Come on. Strange Adventures, the movie. That being said, if you're an Adam Strange fan, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's freaking awesome. I'm so on board. If that's the case, I mean, it could be. Are you kidding me? It could me? be nonsense. Oh, I hope it's not nonsense. Yeah. I was supposed to be picking out things. Yes. And I didn't. Well, here's another uh, brain buster for you. Don't do that. Uh, they announced the like lineup, all the episodes for the What If season two. And one of them is, what if the Avengers were formed in the year 1602? Ooh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. It's going to be bad. Yeah, of course it is. It's, it's always Marvel. bad. It's Marvel never, Cinematic Universe. It's never it's good when they make those things. Yeah. Well, the, and then the MCU is like trash right now. It's hard to fucking get excited about anything. I just want to see who wrote this. Right? Oh, okay. Well, it's- uh okay really let's do this real quick um <laughs> x-men number 27 jerry duggan phil noto yay yeah what's going on with cyclops i don't know let's find out right yeah immortal yeah. x-men yay oh my god Kieran gillen he's back apocalypse when is what it says <laughs> apocalypse now i hope yeah, so damn right um yeah i am i you know what i really wasn't originally like too hyped on Apocalypse coming back too soon, and now I literally can't wait. What if he's the one who finds Exodus in the desert? Oh, man. And Exodus worships Apocalypse. <sighs> uh, X-Force number 45. What a cool cover! It's dope cover. Dope-ass cover. It's, what is it, this one? Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Look at it. That's great. Yeah. I did it. You did it. Um, you, could, you could run the show now. That's Ben Percy, uh, Robert Gill, and uh, I I do want to know how they're going to solve Colossus, the Colossus issue. Yeah. Uh, there's an oh. annual coming out for Ghost Rider. It's Ben Percy and Danny Kim. I am unfamiliar with Danny Kim's art, so I'm looking forward to that. It's Ghost Rider the versus hood. the Hood. What a great idea. Yeah. Infernal Halloween. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Uh There's a God's preview. Oh, my God. It's these a, previews. It's a preview. It's coming a damn out. book out. I'm going to guess maybe it's all the pieces from... Yeah which is fine. I'll read it then. It's 10 bucks. Oh no. It's 64 pages. That's not enough. That is enough for me. Okay. That's enough. A hundred percent because it's a story I want to read. Yeah. And fair. it's got Valeria Skiti on it. So I, I will pay a premium for that. All right. A hundred percent. Cause it's going to look great. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dr. Strange number eight is also coming out. Wow. What a great cover this, for that one too. Right. Look at this. Look, look at that. It's great. I mean, like, what, what, what more could you want? This is what I wanted for Thor. 
this. We didn't well, there's another one. Just saying. Uh, that's Jed McKay and Pascal Ferry on art. Yep. Um, I, I just want to point this out here. If you're one of the people who like the um, the collections when they do like holiday ones for DC, yeah. like their Halloween one is coming out. I'm not sure I'm going to be necessarily grabbing it. Um, just because I usually I don't see any names. Well, Tyler Crook's writing one, so okay, that's or cool. drawing one, which I'm I'm down for. 100%. Yeah. Um, but I just want to let you know that DC Ghouls just want to have fun at number one is coming out. So uh-huh. that's up to you if you want to grab that. And I see that's the thing, though. That's 80 pages for 10 bucks, right? Right. Pages, but it's not one consistent story. No, that's true. That's true. So I'm getting like maybe I yeah. have like a handful of stories in here. So that's I, true. I, that's how I'm, you know. Yeah. That's how you justify it. That's how I'm justifying it. I just want to see Look, what If you want to was. read the book, I get it. Oh, mm-hmm. this is Jeff Johns. Yeah, this is the JSA book. Oh, neat. I just wanted to see what it was. Yeah. yeah. It I was read, down so far at the bottom. I haven't read anything. Jeez, I didn't really, okay. I'm not really recommending this, but look at this. Oh my God. Look, that's look at how dumb hilarious. that is. Hilarious. It's so stupid. So dumb. I love it. We're just talking about Star Trek Halloween. Yes, the holodeck uh, goes on the fritz again. It's so silly. Oh no. Deanna. Well, let's tell our friend <laughs> oh, Jason no. about that. It's you and I trapped on the holodeck? That sucks. <laughs> that sounds boring. I'm sure it's fun. It's just something <laughs> fun and silly. Yeah, exactly. That's how Star Trek should be. It should be fun and... Sometimes you know, it can be. And matter, you know? Like, it should say something meaningful. But <laughs> uh, let's just really quick check one more thing. Make sure that everybody's good. Uh, I want to thank our Super Chatters for sponsoring today's show. We really appreciate you. I want to thank our Chatters for chatting in today's show, keeping the chat alive and being cool and excellent to each other and kind and supportive uh thanks to everybody for liking the video subscribe to our channel and watching the show we'll see you guys next week with another episode and uh stay tuned for more i'm sal i'm tiffany so long everybody bye-bye bye come to my stream tomorrow